All right, everyone. Uh, I hope everything is technically working fine. I have not been broadcasting from here for a while, so uh, I think everything's up and running again. Can everyone hear us? I see there's people in chat. Welcome, chat people. She she didn't. She might have overdone the birthday celebration, but she's here anyway. I'm Lindsay. here anyway. <laughs> 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 ah, welcome, Carrie. Thank you. I went to see the Joker. I know. I totally want to talk about the Joker. I totally, I totally want to talk about it. Um, but before we do, how was your birthday? It was good. You went to see the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I had to work pretty late, so I went to a late uh, night screening where one of you know in Texas we have a lot of these um, movie chains where you can um, have dinner while you're watching the movie. I love those. Austin's full of them. There's the Draft House and other like they're great. Yeah, this here. one was, this is why. a different chain. It's called Flix, but it's the same premise, same idea. Anyway, it was, it was fun. I would not have gone to see the Joker except for all the stuff I kept hearing about it, like all the outrage. And, uh, and that's why I went to see it. When did you see it? Huh? When did you see it? Uh, I, sometime over the weekend. I forget we were, my, my wife and I were, it might've been Sunday, but we were like, we, I just didn't. I don't care about, I'm, look, I'm not, this is not a dig on people who love comic book stuff and all, like, I just don't, I've never been into, you know, as an adult, I've never been into like Batman or Spider-Man. I don't even like the Avengers crap. I don't like the X-Men crap. Like I'm not into superhero crap. Um, and so I like, I just, I wouldn't have cared about it. I wouldn't have gone. I don't give a crap about Batman universe, but Everyone was saying, I actually, what made me want to see it was, was the leftist hating it so much. I'm like, oh, that was, that's the reason I went to see Death Wish, actually, because the left, the leftist. Oh, that's exactly, we didn't even talk about this, but that's why I went to see Death Wish, because they were so upset about it. I'm like, well, I got to go support this movie now. Yeah, I mean, I like Bruce Willis anyway, but I still, I would have not gone to that movie, but I'm like, oh, they hate it this much. I got to go check it out. Um, uh, wait, so, uh. Tell me, catch me up to speed. I just, I know they hate it. And I, I think I've heard some reasons, a couple of vague reasons why, but have you, are you up to date on the outrage? Like, why are they so mad? I haven't heard specific reasons other than, the reasons I've heard have been, maybe someone in chat has heard specific reasons about why they hate Joker, but the reasons that I heard were pretty vague about how like, we're having sympathy for white men who turn out to be mass murderers. And how dare you elicit sympathy? or have any kind of explanation or reason um, beyond white men are evil, I guess. Um, and there was some complaints that like, uh, I guess when, you know, people claim that, oh, well, when black men do violence, we don't care, but when white men do violence, we want to understand the causes and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, we've all seen movies where we kind of try, there have been movies where you understand why a criminal becomes a criminal. Like that's not, new necessarily but um yeah this is this is so dumb that trying to make it about race when it's not and by the way didn't mikey point out he's that actor's not white right well kim phoenix is not white although i guess no. joker's supposed to be he's supposed to be playing a white person doesn't but matter i i don't um part of me wants to be careful about spoilers but i don't think there can be spoilers like everyone knows the story a guy becomes joker a normal guy descends into becoming a criminal there's not really any spoilers. So I don't think I have to worry about if you are worried about spoilers, it's not the kind of movie where there's like, it's not like sixth sense where you're going to be like, Oh my God, they're dead. I can't believe you guys. <laughs> it's like there's nothing to ruin. You know, the plot, it's just, 
well done. Okay, um, so here's, I, yes, well done. I thought it was beautifully done. I thought the music was great. I thought it fun. made, because um, since you don't really care about Batman, I don't know how many of the other Jokers you've seen, but um, a lot of them are sort of cartoonish. Like I thought the Jeff Nicholson one's kind of a caricature. And mm-hmm. even the Heath Ledger one, it, it, you know, to some degree is a caricature. This one, I felt like, wow, this is a very realistic um, portrayal of someone becoming a Joker. And it yes. just, yes, it was, it was, I just thought it was great. And also why are they upset? Because at one point, uh, I mean, it's funny to me that leftists are upset because at one point they make this, they make this analogy where he inspires all these uh, resist type people who dress oh, they're up. they're Antifa. Like they even have resist signs. It's basically yeah. Antifa. They're Antifa. Yeah. And they're calling people fascists and whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God, you know, he's inspired the radical left. Well, actually, but that's their, uh, so Taya points out in chat that, um, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct, correctly. Uh, they, they were the leftist trope here or the leftist complaint here was that we were sympathizing with white men who could, who this, in this kind of uh, portrayal could quote easily be adopted as the patron saint of incels. So they were claiming like, oh, this is going to inspire white extremist incels to do violence. But if anything, it would inspire Antifa people. He's an Antifa. He's like the guy's basically Antifa. The the villains, the quote villains are rich. Like, well, it's like, you know, Bruce Wayne, not Bruce Wayne, whoever his dad is, whatever. Like the rich quote patriarchy. Like he inspires the resist movement. And yeah, like you said, it's he's, an, he, he's a hero of the Antifa crowd is what he is in the movie. Right. What he is also, I definitely would say he is also... Uh, an incel who's a guy who fantasizes and has a well this this would be a spoiler but yeah he is an incel he does not have a girlfriend and he um i could i could totally see that i mean i followed a lot of the like elliot roger that that nut job incel who shot up the college in uh california yeah that guy yeah Um, i could totally see them I, i could see them making that analogy what i don't see is them responding to this movie and saying, oh, this is going to inspire blah, blah, blah. Because there's there's tons of, uh, where do you draw, there's tons of violence in film and on TV and right. there are tons of violent programs that the left loves. So- Yeah, I, no, there's been, there's violent violence all the time. And why doesn't it, why don't they complain about that inspiring violence? Um, just this one. And I think it's because they want to paint the narrative that like, oh, incels are the people we should be really afraid of, right? Um, it's that that's the big problem. It's it, it's part of a gun control thing and whatever. But there's also I don't know if you saw this, Carrie. There's also another. Uh, this is the newest complaint I've seen about the Joker movie. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. I think everything's working again. Let's see. Okay. In this is in Time Magazine. In Joker, black women are visible, but they're not seen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to laugh. Um, yeah. So actually, there's not really anything worth reading in here. So I just wanted to show you the headline. Um, but the complaint basically is that there are plenty of black supporting uh, roles in this movie, black females. And they're basically the good people. They're like the normal people or the good people either trying to help him or noticing that he's insane. And by the way, the movie bent over backwards to put a lot of black women in this movie. So yeah, I mean, and for S- every, almost every good person is a black woman. Yeah, to appease SJWs, um, and it's still not enough. Right, 
Right. Um, good point, Denzel. Denzel says a guy without a girlfriend isn't necessarily an incel. No, that's true. I, I don't mean that. It's. I, I was trying not to give spoilers. That's why I did said it so vague. It's much more yeah, than that. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Right. <laughs> I just didn't want to get all specific about. Yeah, yeah. There are yeah. some things about that part of the plot that it, it might spoil some things for people. Yeah, a little bit, but it's again, it's not. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it is. I I think almost. I'm trying to think. Almost every almost every good person, not every good person, but almost every decent person in the movie is a black female. Certainly, all the ones who show him compassion and try and help him. Uh, with the exception of one character who also is in a marginalized group, which I won't mention, um, <laughs> uh, tries to help the guy. But yeah, the left went nuts. I don't, if, if anyone chat has anyone in chat seen the movie and you have any comments on it, I thought it was really like I said, I thought it was really well done. And um, all I could think of, especially at the end, was this is Antifa's wet dream: is to have like a, a villain that they can rally behind that wants to tear down the system. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Epistavis saw it. likes it. Yeah. yeah well, it was well done. It's well done. Look, there's been a lot of um, anti-hero kind of uh, TV shows and movies and stuff lately. And sometimes it's a little, almost a little bit too much. Of why are we celebrating all these evil characters? You know, why do they yeah. keep feeding us these evil characters? Um, but when it's really well done, like this one, I thought this was a great character study in, yeah. in how humans can uh, give, give in to their malevolence and their darker side and their shadow self and all of that. And so I thought it was well done. Anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I generally don't like movies with anti-heroes, um, but uh, it was, it was well done enough that I can appreciate it. It's like, uh, it's like reading crime and punishment, right? It's like, I got his file, but it's still a good book. Um, so let's see what else we got on the anything else people want to talk about or any other if you have any other batman things uh we can we can talk about them but uh i've got we did not one thing we didn't talk about actually maybe i'll save this one for the end uh did you see the <laughs> the beto cnn town hall question thing no because it's been my birthday week and I don't want to torture myself. <laughs> okay, I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'll try and play this baby and pause during it so that we don't get, hopefully maybe we don't get copyright strike on it. But this was a uh, Beto CNN town hall meeting and uh, an interesting thing happened. Well, let's see. Their siblings that demonstrated that? earlier and that have spoken up today. Especially black trans women. But let me tell you something, black trans women are being killed in this country and CNN, you have erased black trans women for the last time. Let me tell you something, black trans women are dying, our lives matter. I'm an extraordinary black trans woman and I deserve to be here. My black trans sisters that are here, I am tired. I am so tired, I'm just saying that. I'm just going to pause it for a moment, Carrie. Um, um, just my initial reaction <laughs> is <laughs> when you uh, decide that you're going to kowtow to this ideology and become a um, circus, like a ringleader, the clowns will come. The clowns will come to the circus. <laughs> and, the and clowns what have I mean, come. 
the clowns have come to the circus. And what I mean by that is it has nothing to do with her being black trans woman and has everything to do with her being an arrogant narcissist who feels like it's okay to take a microphone and start yelling into it about what a special snowflake she is. Oh, if you haven't seen the rest of it, but yes. But I, actually check this out. This is, I like this picture, right? So my reaction to this is, when, you know, if someone were to do this, I would be like, what the hell, right? But look at the reaction of people, clappy. This person's kind of cool. This little guy's like, what the fuck is going on? But this person's like, woohoo, yeah, I guess I should clap. Um, this lady, at least, I don't think it's a lady, looking a little bit askance. But a lot of people are like, clapping and smiling and like, yeah, you go, girl, slash guy. Okay, so let's, <laughs> here, hold on. And it's not just my black trans women, it's my black trans brothers too. And I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. No, 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 he's come here. No, no, I just want so to invite her up. Come here. Tell me, come here. I want you to talk. What's your name? I'm Blossom C. Brown. Blossom, let me ask Google you. me. Blossom. Please Google me. Blossom, thank you. Let me tell you. Please Google me. <laughs> Blossom, you are not the father. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Well, watch, he, uh, it's Don Lemon. This feels like Maury Povic. It feels like he, an Yeah, episode. but he panders to her. Watch. Something. Let me, let me, no, don't come on the stage. Don't okay, come on the okay. stage. And can, may I have the mic? Okay. May I have the mic? Blossom, let me okay. tell you something. The reason that we're here is to validate people like you. That is why we're giving, but that is why we're here. Oh my gosh. He just but, openly uh, admits it. We're here to validate you. Yeah. So she screams a bit. He gives her back the microphone. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. Hang on. We can't hear you. Hey, awesome. well, we need we to hear, hear you. You're here. screaming. Awesome. You've, you've taken you. over the forum. Baby, Beto's kind of, by the way, guess what? In, in Beto's defense, I, which I would never thought I would ever say, he's laughing. <laughs> like the inner human in him finds this funny. He just has realized he needs to know more. Normally he needs to shut it off and be a little social justice warrior, but <laughs> he's laughing because it is actually funny. So he gives her back the mic so she can, uh, she can yell. Let's listen to what she says. Baby, your actions have to speak louder than words because guess what? Not one black trans woman has taken the mic tonight. You're Not one black trans man has taken the, black, uh, the mic tonight. Yeah. There aren't that so, many black trans women. Like I know, I feel like saying, not one black trans woman with one leg and a hearing deficiency who's got bipolar has taken the mic tonight. Like, uh, all right, named Blossom. I'm like, I don't know what's your, <laughs> like, how specific do we need to get there, Blossom? <laughs> There's, um, what does this end? This is one of those things where it's a never ending. It's to infinity. There's an, there's an infinite number of people who have not taken the microphone tonight. I know. Actually, I'll just stop playing it now because it's not really, it keeps going, but you get the gist. You get the gist. And I don't want to get in trouble for uh, copyright infringement, but it is. Thank pretty... you. By the way, thank you, Denzel. Thank you. I did kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for showing that to me. I think it's a little, you know what it reminds me of? Have you seen the video of uh, Alyssa Milano on her book tour and a trans woman starts screaming at her and Alyssa Milano oh, yes. screaming back and it's just like two nutcases going at it. And again, it makes me think of that because it's like, you can't have a circus and expect the clowns not to come. Absolutely. It, and and it, I don't um, mean, and again, I, it, it could easily have been any other check off the marginalized boxes. It could have been any other person who, who takes a microphone and starts screaming into it. And is like, I am deserving of doing this. Right. right my particular right. neat marginalized group with overlapping Venn diagram group hasn't taken the mic yet. 
Right. And right. AZ points out something I think is totally true. AZ points this out in chat. Uh, I don't, I think this was not good for the Democrats because normal people are going to look at this and go, oh, so that's what the Democrats are about? Uh, it's just going to help the walk away movement. People are going to be like, I don't, this is not the shit that I want. This is just, yeah, it's just pandering. And it's just like Don Lemon said, we're here to validate you. That's not what you're here for, Don Lemon. I thought you were a news organization. You're not here to validate people's. Well, this is their, this is their LBGTQ plus WKRP Cincinnati town hall meeting. Oh, okay. Um, so I, where's I guess Vita Flytrap? What? WKRP. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> Venus, Venus, remember that character? Venus Flytrap? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I made a reference and then I can't back it up. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I thought you would. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Also, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, the the environmental left. But before we talk about the thing I really want to talk about, I just wanted to let you know, Carrie, in case because I know we have some people who are more into environmentalism than I am, and I know Carrie, you're you're uh, more on the fence than I am about a lot of the climate change or environmentalist activism, um, but but generally recognize the craziness. Um, I want you to know, if you choose to port, support Greta Thunberg, that's evidence that you're a white supremacist, <laughs> so. Well, that is, uh, we knew this was gonna happen and people who've been watching the show for a while, we've talked about this before, they always, always, always eat themselves. Somebody already said this in chat earlier. SGWs eat themselves. It's a it's a purity test, and nobody nobody can be pure enough. They're always going to come after people, especially people who rise to the top and start to make a name for themselves in in as a professional SGW. That's why they, even though they they use the term white fragility, and they reference it like it's sacrosanct, like it's like it's a fact. Um, they also simultaneously resent and hate Robin DeAngelo because she's making money right. off of it and selling books off of it and. And she's also white, you know, so it's like this, this thing where they just tear each other down all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so this, that's what this is happening. This is, uh, she's, a, she's a white savior. She's privileged because she, uh, you know, a privileged white girl gets the platform because she's a white girl. Greta at the UN was the epitome of white privilege slash white power, save white kids. Um, so this is, this is the new attitude about Greta. And not only do they eat their own, because we've talked about this before, Carrie, but um, just want to be clear, they don't just eat their own. Um, these people that are, that seem like they're kind of at the top, like the, the leaders that if they win this revolution and get what they want, the actual diehard Marxists that come in will just murder these people. This is how it works. And um, what was the guy, crap, I forget his name, the, the guy who defected from the Soviet Union that explained uh, this tactic that we watched. Uh, do you remember his name, Carrie? You're not, you're muted. Oh, I was saying it's Yuri. Yes, Yuri Brezmanov, something like that. Um, but Yuri Brezmanov was explaining that, you know, the, the actual Marxists that come in, so the people that are required to have a revolution and to foster a revolution, they're naturally uh, more rebellious and they're less likely to listen to authority and blah, blah, blah. So they're just paving the way for the real Marxists to, when when the revolution happens, the people who take control will just execute all of the 
rebellious people because you don't want rebellious people around. They're actually a pain in the ass. Um, so this isn't, they're not even going to get a seat at the table when this is all over, even if they get the victory that they're looking for. Um, they still don't get a seat at the deal table. And my, the way that I like to think of it is when you have a system with this ideology set up, you incentivize, when you have a system where um, yelling and irrationality are, are valued and rejecting, rejecting reason is valued, that is an incentive for the most vile among them to rise to the top. So it starts with people who are just a little bit liars, and then it's people who are bigger liars, and then it's people who are more irrational and even bigger liars, and then it's people who are willing to hurt people. And then it's, and eventually, you know, eventually Genghis Khan is in charge because that's, if you set up an incentive system where that's the, you know, vile hatred and violence is rewarded, and irrationality, then you end up with the most irrational, violent person in charge eventually. So, um, I'll be a senior bureaucrat. <laughs> I'll be dead, Denzel, or I'll have I'll have I'll be shot trying to escape. It's probably. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah. So I oh. saw. Um, uh, what was that? I saw. Was it PJW posted a clip of some? environmentalism performance That's art. That's the next thing I want to talk about, actually. <laughs> what, what he said about it was, I was on the fence about climate change. And then I saw this. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about that for a second. And I agree with... It? Huh? Do you have it? Can you show it? Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'll show it. Um, let me respond to Lin Lindsay. says environmental extremists are anti-human, not pro-environment. So that's the... Lindsay just hit the nail on the head. That's the core of understanding these people is that they are not pro-environment. They're anti-human. And before I play that clip, so let's just talk about this group. This group is called Extinction Rebellion, okay? And they are protesting. I think they were protesting in the UK, I think Australia and New Zealand as well, possibly. Um, they're, you know, doing a lot of things that you would expect radical leftists to do, blocking entrances to things and causing chaos. Um, and we'll look at a way in which they're doing it in a minute. But... First, let's just look at a couple things. Um, let's look at an article by one of their founders. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> AZ Gardner says, Bill Nye convinced me with the globe on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ac Perfect. Okay, so here is one of the founders of, There's. Oh, we'll look at two co-founders here. Here's one of them, Stuart Baston. And I've said this before, Carrie, often they just tell you outright if you listen. So he's telling you outright, Extinction Rebellion is not about the climate. So you might want to ask yourself, well, what is it? What's Extinction Rebellion about, Carrie? Well, it's really about, let's see, climate breakdown is a symptom of a toxic system. Oh, okay. Hmm. This was exacerbated when European, quote, civilization was spread through. Oh, okay. So civilization is the problem. That should scare you slightly. Uh, uh, civilization was spread around the globe through cruelty and violence. Yes. Yes. It's only been spread through cruelty and violence. And there was no cruelty or violence until the white man spread civilization. Okay. So Europeans spread their toxicity uh, around the world. 
they brought home torture, genocide, carnage. Okay, so he's got a problem with this. All right, let's look. What are the problems actually? White supremacy, patriarchy, oh, eurocentrism, heterosexism, just... right, 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 and class on. hierarchy. Hold on, my here. I, before you go on, I mean, these are just these are just SJWs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just SJW. They're they just and I've said this before, and I think people think that I'm. I think sometimes people think that I'm crazy and that I'm uh, over exaggerating when I say their only goal is the destruction of Western civilization. I'll put a link here. I'll put a link to this thing in chat. Read it. Their goal is the destruction of Western civilization. <laughs> That's their goal. Just as a reminder, Western civilization is where we get the concept of uh, self-ownership, that you're not a ward of the state, that you have freedom of expression, freedom of religion, uh, that you have free speech, that people are individuals and uh, not fodder for the collective. It's the idea where the non-aggression principle, the idea of the non-aggression principle it is uh, an extension of it. it's from the enlightenment. All those enlightenment values that people now take for granted and they think, oh, we should be able to have open dialogue and debate. Like that's that assumption is part of Western civilization. The idea that you have any kind of tolerance is part of Western civilization. That's what they're attacking. They're attacking Western civilization very openly. So let's look, Carrie. That's just one co-founder, Carrie. We don't wanna judge an entire movement on one co-founder, do we? That seems unfair. I think you're I... engaging in sarcasm. What? I think you're using sarcasm. Well, I mean, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to judge. We don't want to judge it on, let's look at, let's look at what another co-founder had to say about this. It's another co-founder of the same group. We are going to force the governments to act. And if we don't, if they don't, we'll bring them down and create a democracy fit for purpose. And yes, some may die in the process. Oh, did you hear that? Some may die. Yeah. Some may die in the process. What's their goal? Bring down governments. What might happen? Some may die. That's that's what they are. That's what they're about. Did you that's see what they're about. the photo of the, um, they're also hypocrites, right? Could you see the photo of the generator that they were trying to hide? Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, why, why do you have, no, we'll get to it now. <laughs> Because it's a distraction, I want to do one more thing about what oh, they're about. Go ahead. I want to look at what their spokesperson says when interviewed on the BBC. So here we go. Here's the spokesperson. There seem to be a lot of them around at the moment, and people die from them. But in the latest figures I've seen, 100 years ago, weather-related disasters killed half a million people a year. Today, it's 20,000 a year. Still 20,000 too many, but it's a reduction of 95,000. It doesn't lead to the 95%. Uh, the reduction of 95%, it does not lead to a death of billions. I mean, aren't you scaring people with this rhetoric, aren't you? I think, that, I think there's a danger of scaring people simply because we're not taking it seriously enough and people are feeling really you know, desperate that we're heard on this. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, alarmist language works, which is why we're, we're discussing it right now. But, but does it work? 
So basically, they're they're running around telling kids that they've got a few years to live. They're not going to grow up, and billions will die within a few years. And her answer is, yeah, screw it. Uh, alarmist language works. We don't care. Um, that's what we're doing. Now, Carrie, I don't have a picture of the generator. Do you? No, we don't have to look at it. I was just saying, asking if you saw it. Oh yeah, but here's how they're going to destroy Western civilization. Fortunately, fortunately, this is their plan. So maybe we can, there's a sigh of relief we can breathe. Uh-oh. It's basically, it's, it's the video is stalling. It's basically this kind of Burning Man-esque MDMA-induced, eh, damn it. Burning Man-esque MDNA, MDMA-induced, uh, you know. Walking around here. Wait, let's see if I can get it to play again. They consider this art. <laughs> yeah, this is this is effective. This is effective. Come on. It's it's funny because they consider this art and it's not, and they consider it activism. Yeah. So oh, this was the one that Paul Joseph Watson tweeted and said, uh, at first I was skeptical of climate change, but this has convinced me. Uh, since the video was hard to see, I'll put a link to that tweet in the chat. And then Carrie, as you point out, their, uh, their camp for their this protest is, was powered not, by... This is not art. This is mental illness. That's what uh, Apis... I can't say your name. Epistivist. Pistivus, that's what he says, which is kind of true. It's like a collective mental illness. It's it's like it is like being in a cult. These people are animated by um uh it's like a group hysteria. I don't know. It's, it's weird to watch. It it is odd to watch. I mean, it does kind of remind me. I mean, have you been to a rave? Yes. It kind of reminds me of a, a rave plus a rave meets landmark. Landmark. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody took me to a landmark seminar once. I thought I was going to a ladies' book club. I, mean, <laughs> like, I got there and I was like, "Wait a minute, am I at a cult?" Like, <laughs> right. It's that they probably all use the sparkly eye technique when you meet them. Like, hi. <laughs> it was very <laughs> weird, and also because I was on a business call the whole way there, so we didn't. The friend who picked me up, we didn't really even get to talk about where we were going. And then we get there and I was still on the phone. It was important. It was an important phone call. I'm not usually that rude, but we get, we get at this hotel and we ride the elevator up and then we're in this big conference room and I get off the phone and I'm, I'm, there's a woman on stage with like a Madonna headset and she's doing her speech, you know? And then I look around and I realize everybody, it's like a bunch of landmark, like cult members and they all brought a person. And I, I was like, Oh, Oh, I'm like looking around like, Oh, it's I'm a recruit. <laughs> yes, I was. I'm one of the recruits. There's like, there's like people who are part of it, and the recruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, you know what? So Elizabeth says oh, a couple of things. Uh, Epistavis says, "Isn't this the group that used the diesel engine to power their show?" Yeah, that's what Carrie is mentioning. There's a video of them uh, at one of their protests where they they have a giant diesel generator and they hit it behind some uh, pallets. <laughs> and tried to like hide it from view. But yeah, while they're protesting the environment and doing that kind of dancing, and there's a lot of other weird dancing. You can look up 
some weird dancing and people wearing crazy outfits and getting arrested. Uh, all of this eco terrorism is, or eco, whatever you want to call it, craziness is powered by diesel fuel. There's also one where they use uh, um, plastic yoga mats, <laughs> which is funny. Anyone who's fighting fossil fuel, it's funny to me when they use plastic. Um, but yeah, um, what was I, wait, what was I, what else was I going to say about the landmark thing? I don't know. They are, they're, they're creepy, Carrie. I agree with you. Well, it was funny because then it was like this hard pitch for me to, uh, you know, put, cough up like several hundred dollars and commit to some program thing to better myself. And I was like, but I actually just got, we just sold this TV show and I was going to be moving to New York for a while. And I'm like, I can't really do that. But it, and then, and then they get your friends to be like, I'll put the money up for you. You can pay me back. And they're like, think i want to do this yeah, no. <laughs> i don't think i want to so elizabeth says much like the people who sell mary Kay, and i'm going to push back a little bit yes mary Kay may be a multi-level marketing scheme there might be people who are very excited about it uh it's it's another level it's an order of magnitude worse than mary Kay. the 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 landmark I mean, stuff Carrie's it's talking not, about. yeah it's not the same um any you know you guys know or at least if you watch you know i'm i'm in a I'm in three different, or considering three different energy drinks okay. right now, but they're different. The landmark is like about, um, it's like, it's like about changing yourself and changing your life. And, you know, you pay, pay this money because you're going to be a better, you're going to learn to over conquer all of your insecurities and you're going to be successful. And what are your wildest dreams kind of thing? Right. You're going to so, worship the leader bean. Elizabeth says she was joking anyway. She's oh, just I, mocking I, you, I guess. Oh, yeah. She I knows you're on multi-level marketing schemes, and she's making fun of you. Um, but. Um, allow me to tell you about my exciting products, Carter. You still won't let me tell you. I'm just. <laughs> I will not. I will not. I have, so um, someone says, uh, wait, who said this? Uh, Dental Mint says, have you read Let Them Eat Carbon? I haven't. He says, it's a very short book, does not deny climate change, effectively destroys arguments for every anti-climate change measure. So that's the thing with climate change. Um, I think there's two, there's two, I, well, the way I think of climate change is there's two, there's two arguments against the crazy activism. <clears throat> One is a scientific argument. They misrepresent science constantly. Now that doesn't mean that there's no contribution from man-made carbon emissions to the climate. Like, that's not what that means. There may very well be, and it appears that there probably is. It may not be, they overstate the uh, correlation. They or uh, they overstate the causation, um, and they understate correlation to other things. Um, so they they overplay their their card, and they they do get caught sometimes manipulating data. And they've been wrong. Every model's been wrong, so they don't have a lot of credibility from a scientific perspective, uh, regardless of how many people agreed, which is not how science is done. They've been wrong with every prediction. So their agreement, they've, they've been agreed to be wrong every time. So you can attack it from that perspective, but you can also accept that maybe there's some truth there, or maybe there's something there, even if you accept it. Uh, the other, from the other perspective is their proposals aren't necessarily the right thing to do that. I mean, the question is if the climate change is happening the way they say it is, uh, their assumption is that is a catastrophic bad thing. And that's not necessarily true. Humans, um, humans have adapt, humans adapt the environment for their betterment. And you have to look at, if you're going to propose some of these things that they're proposing, you have to look at the cost and cheap energy 
allows humans to live and, and survive. And especially in poorer countries, uh, cheap energy is a lifeline. I mean, you can't, you, you can't, you couldn't function without cheap energy. We couldn't live in the, in, in the lifestyle that you live in without cheap energy. And a lot of these people don't understand, they don't even bother to try and calculate, A, the negative effects of this stuff, the, the devastating financial, and financial translates into real uh, problems for people like life and death problems that this causes. And B, uh, and I, what I mean by this is like their proposed changes. Um, so they don't bother to calculate that. And B, they don't bother to, to wonder if, hey, can we maybe, maybe it would be better for us if it were a couple of degrees hotter. Maybe there's things that would be better. Maybe we could farm, there's more arable land in other places. Yeah, we might lose some shoreline, but maybe it would be better for humans. That's not even a question that's ever brought up or asked. Uh, and that's a decent question to ask. Maybe a slightly warmer globe would end up being better for humans, even if all that stuff is true. So would it be great for Martha's Vineyard? No. Uh, but the Obamas don't care, so why should you? Um, hey, thanks, Denzel. Kurt Metzger, wait, why do I know that name? He's a comedian. Oh, really? Do you know him? Yeah, can we talk about something else? <laughs> Not Kurt Metzger? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to go in 10 minutes, and I want to get this last thing in. Oh, do your thing. I, that was just my list. You got a list? Okay. Go. No, I don't have a list. I just have one thing I want to say. Because okay. uh, so a bunch of the because a bunch of the knitters asked me if we watch this or listen to this, and like three different people messaged me. Um, there's this professional SJW, um, and actually, my gut reaction to her is actually is that she's not a she's not so much a professional SJW like a purist. She's one of the snake oil salesmen. She's one of the people who makes money off of the ideology. Um, but her name is April Ryan, I think, and she did. Um, she posted a uh, lecture that she did, like an audio version of a lecture that she did about our knitting video. And oh, I, you know what? I'm sorry, Carrie. I knew you want to talk about this. I totally forgot. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I, I apologize for forgetting. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I only got to listen to the first 10 minutes of it because uh, it's been my birthday week. <laughs> I do intend to listen to the rest of it, but um, I think you listened to more of it than I did, right, Carter? I listened to the entire thing. Her name is April yeah. Harder. Harder. Um, okay. April. Oh, April Ryan is awful. Awful. I was thinking of another vile person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, April. So she here's here's the thing about the first ten minutes. Um, she calls us a bunch of names. She calls us deeply, deeply, deeply racist. You know, she says that repeatedly. Um, but there's nothing to back it up. She doesn't. She doesn't offer any evidence or argumentation or reasons why she believes that. That that's what they always do. They just they think speaking something like that and calling you an awful word is enough and that they don't have to explain why they have that opinion. Um, and you'll notice that's all empty. That's all empty, hollow words. When we speak, like I speak very carefully. I choose my words carefully. I tell you why I believe something is racist, right? Okay. And so this woman doesn't do that. And, and not only does she not offer any argumentation to say like, here's what they said that's racist or she doesn't offer that at all. She actually lies twice in the first 10 minutes. She lies about what we said, but because they have to lie because we haven't said anything that she can point to because we don't believe anything and, or put forth any racist ideas on this program. So she can't point to any. 
So what does she do? She lies and says that we said people of color are racist. We never said that. I don't believe that. I wouldn't say something I don't believe. We said SJWs are racist. There's a very important difference. <laughs> SJW has nothing to do with race. You can be white. In fact, in fact, the most racist SJWs I've encountered have been white. <laughs> so yeah, most of them are white. It seems most like. of, most of them are white. The ones who are the most hardcore tend to be white because they're trying to work off this white, you know, white guilt that they have. Um, and so anyway, it's not about race at all. SJ, I'll be very clear because you apparently were unable to hear. I don't think it was that you didn't hear us. I think it's that you know that you're lying. Um, but uh, we said SJWs are racist, including you, uh, because it's what your beliefs, it's what you believe. That's what makes you a racist, not your skin color. And in fact, that's why you have a problem um, telling the difference because you are the racist, because you look at skin color and you say that, that racism is determined by the person, the color of a person's skin. It's not. Racism is determined by your beliefs about other people's race. It's about ideology. Okay, so that's, that's the first thing. In just the first 10 minutes, I came away with some opinions. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the, the other observation was that um, the very open, the very beginning, like two or three or four minutes was just like her emoting. She was very upset and she was just letting us know her feelings, which I'm used to. They're all about their feelings. Um, and what was the third thing? Oh, oh, I started laughing out loud when she got to the part. Um, and and I, I, I had to quit listening pretty soon after this, but I, again, I do intend to listen to the rest of it. Um, she got to this part where she's like teaching a class. I feel so bad for these people who are in her lecture, who are probably paying to hear this garbage. Um, but she starts giving an example of uh, one of their magic words, microaggressions. And she's like, you know, for example, and you can hear her like writing on a whiteboard, you know, for example, asking a person of color, where are you from? Is a microaggression. That's racist. It's not racist, woman. Do you know what's racist? What's racist is saying, hey, this is a new person I met. I'd like to know where they're from. Oh, but I'm not going to ask them where they're from because they're black. I, but if they were white, I would ask them. That's so stupid that you are limiting your ability to get to know this person because they're black. You are, you are being racist. You are saying, hey, nice to meet you. Where are you? Oh, I'm not going to ask you where you're from because you're a person of color. I'm going to treat you differently than I would a white person. That's messed up. And I know white women, I know white SJWs, we talked about this before, in that weird group I'm in on Facebook, full of white SJW women. And they're all like, why can't I make any friends with the women of color? And it's like, yeah, because you listen to people like this April woman and you walk around treating women of color like they're tokens that you can collect. There's a woman of color, let me be friends with her, right? You treat them differently than white. What is wrong with you? Treat them like people, treat them like individuals. You, you, are be, you are in a racist ideology that tells you that the color of a person's skin and their sex and their sexuality is the most important thing about them. It's not. It's one of the least important things about them. Get to know them as an individual. That might require you asking, hey, where are you from? <laughs> like, anyway, there's my little rant. <laughs> uh, I loved your rant. So I, I don't, I think, by the way, I think you got... Uh, I think your first 10 minutes was really all the the value that you needed to get out of that lecture. So I, I think, I don't think you need to, I listened to the entire, it was an hour and a half. Um, and I just want to be, uh, let's be clear about something. She, just to set context, she's a therapist and she's one of these people that you can, that you guilty white people can pay 
to help you get rid of your toxic whiteness. Like that's her and your your inherent racism, right? Your she's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. yeah, she's a snake oil salesman. And my impression of this is we don't have the video, we just have the audio. My impression is that she is teaching those people. She's this this is a room full of people who have admitted that they would like to get rid of their uh covert racism is the term that she uses, I think. Um they would like to get rid of their covert racism and she's going to teach them how to do it. She spends the first 10 minutes, um, you know, doing what Carrie said, like giving massive warnings. I was so upset. This will, this will upset you. So she plants the seed. She plants no, one, seed. no one, no person of color could watch this without getting, you'll get, just let me tell you, you will get very upset. You might have to pause the video. It's so upsetting. So she's planting the seed about how upsetting she's telling it is. you how to feel that. Yes. It's manipulative language. Yeah, absolutely. And then she talks about, uh, like Carrie said, she misrepresents. They, you know, they they're calling people of color racist. No, right? We're calling SJWs racist, and yes, some SJWs are people of color, and some right. SJWs but are white. <laughs> she seems to operate under the assumption that we are racist, and that doesn't need to be explained to the class. And then she draws on the whiteboard a, uh, and you, you can infer this from the uh, audio. She draws on the whiteboard a scale of like, well, there's covert racism and there, oh, there's overt racism. Overt racism is like the KKK. Um, and we started out, according to her, we started out with covert racism, probably just because we're white. I don't know. Um, and we said some things she disagrees with. But then, oh, and actually she she really, she was really mean to uh, Maria. She really like laid into, she called Maria also, by the way, an, a racist. And what she said about Maria and all of the knitters who, um, stood up in any way, you were all covert racists. Like when the person point, when the person was excited about going to India, that was covert racism. But the minute anyone stood up for her after being corrected, so the minute someone pointed out, hey, wrong thinker, you shouldn't compare going to India with Mars because that you're racist and you're racist and you're racist. The minute anyone uh, did anything other than genuflect to that, any response other than acceptance, full acceptance of guilt, after that, that moved you to very near overt racism. You're basically the KKK. So that includes Maria's the KKK, <laughs> you and I are the KKK, because Maria had the balls to say, can we not bully each other on Instagram? That moves her all the way to KKK level, right? <laughs> By the way, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I didn't get to this part. So thank you for enlightening me. Um, at the same time, how how trivializing of the KKK and of you know what I mean? It's like do you, right, right. How trivializing of that kind of like it just it blows my mind. It's like when people um, compare stuff to the Holocaust. That's that and and you're looking at it's not even apples and oranges. It's just what are you talking about? You're making light of something that you mean is like so Trump being literally Hitler. Like, yeah, like literally, like all that stuff. It's the same thing, you know. It's yeah. funny because it's so absurd, but it's also, it shows you how very little they actually do care about racism. You know, they, and, and, and it's because they're racists. Their belief yeah. system is racist. And some of them, I think, get into it. Like we talked about before, some of them get into this ideology for, with good intentions. I don't think this woman, just, just my gut reaction is, she's in it to make some coin. And God bless yeah, her. So obviously. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. To, you know, she's a capitalist. Go for it, lady. Uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Don't sully the word capitalism. Uh, okay, she's a con artist. 
Yes. But, but um, oh, oh, we should link to, uh, um, for those of you who are new to the channel, we did a video about, um, about these charlatans in, in the movement who make money off of like healing you from your white toxic yes. whiteness. So, I, um, I'll find it and link it. And um, then I, I wrote a couple pieces and they're up on the, or they should be up on the unsafe space website and medium, two different pieces about um, absolution for uh, your toxic whiteness, which apply to this woman. And it was one of the first things I thought of. Yeah, I know that uh, that one, I saw that particular article on me, on our Medium page the other day, and there's a link to our Medium page from our main page, so. Oh, I have a question. So in the comments, Boston Mama says, April did her best to keep people from watching unsafe space videos. We wondered, did, did, in that lecture, did she show the video or did she show clips at all? Probably not. I told Carter, if she's, if, if you know, if I were a betting woman, I would bet that she didn't show it at all. She's just telling them what to think about this thing they haven't watched. I mean, they must just have something, right? Because they're... Maybe not. See, Boston Mama says no, she didn't show. Wow. Well, so actually, so let me um, let me say something good about April. It's not really that good, but... Let oh, me I just... have something good to say too. It might be the same thing. Well, so she is a therapist and uh, she spent basically after the first 10, 15 minutes, she spent the rest of the time um, explaining to almost almost the entire rest of the time explain to people why, so her definition of social justice warrior is different than ours. She says a social justice warrior is the, the vile activists on Instagram who went, attacked these people. Like she, she, she's calling them social justice warriors. She's separating them from herself and the people in her class. And she's saying um, social justice warriors are the ones who bully. And she said, yes, this was bullying and it's not effective. This will not work. And she was saying, don't do that, don't bully. I'm going to teach you how to convert people the right way, how to heal from your toxic whiteness and your inherent racism, and how to be a good uh, leftist, a good Marxist, right? A good, we'll call it a race Marxist, a good race Marxist without um, doing this. Because she was saying, when you pile on, it just creates, you moved Maria, her argument was, you moved Maria from covert racism to almost KKK because you <laughs> Like this was a bad tactic. And she, and she kept saying, she kept saying to people, and, and this is where the snake oil, like charlatan stuff comes in. For just two easy payments. Right. Well, no, yeah. She kept saying to people, don't try this at home. Don't try and convert people by yourself. They have to come to me. You have to come to me. Only professionals like me. I'm the only person, me and whoever else is quote trained, which by the way, getting a freaking degree to be a therapist is a joke. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna like, there are smart therapists, but it's the training isn't that difficult. So anyway, she's trained. You have to go to me or someone like me and pay us a bunch of money. We will save you from your covert racism, but you can't go out, don't try and go proselytize. Shut up about your proselytizing. Come to me instead and bring them to me, basically. Like if you, you know, be nice, have an olive branch and bring them to me, I'll help them, right? You need a professional, they need to pay me. That was most <laughs> of the lecture. Uh, so but she was right, her, her psychology, she accurately explained what um, some, of, as some of the radical SJW psychology and the reaction to it. She, like she was correct about some of the psychology that's happening there. Um, she well, just, but she's, here's the funny thing. Okay. So Boston mama says, she said to absolutely not 
watch our videos because they're triggering. Yeah. How funny. Um, but uh, here, that wasn't what I was going to say to compliment her. So I was going to say, I did have one compliment and that is unlike a lot of SGWs, it seems like she actually watched the things she's criticizing. And a lot of times they don't, but of course, but of course the, the there are the ones who watch the thing and, and read the thing like, and then they go and they tell you what to think about it. And that's exactly the role she's playing. So all the little sheep SJWs are like, you, they take, they adopt the opinions of people like her without, and it's not their own opinion. That's why I talk about like puppets a lot. It's like, it's like a, a marionette. She's one of the puppet masters or wants to be or fancies herself one. So I'm going to watch this thing and tell you what opinion to have. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I'm not convinced she watched the entire thing. Probably My not. Guess she, is that so she watched upset. enough so that she could label us as wrong thinkers and be like, okay, there, you know, there's Maria. She's next to KKK. Enough. I can stop now. She's, I, she learned enough. Right. Um, so, well, um, I, one other just quick thing. Um, she is, it's just, it's just weird. The, the fact that she had to go on so much at the beginning about how upset she was. And I think that's all, I mean, look, we're all human. We all have emotions. We all get our back up sometimes, you know, and, um, but I don't listen to her thing and, and she's calling us horrible names and I'm not like, Oh, <gasps> because, right. because how, how can I phrase this? Those things, there's no truth in those things. And, and, and I, and some of the, uh, the knitters on Instagram were in private message. Somebody was telling me how, um, they're trying to get used to being called names now that they're speaking up a little bit online. And it's like, yeah, well, you'll get more used to it. And also just know that, um, if there's no truth in it, like, why does it hurt you? So, yeah, yeah. you know, she, she was, I do think her intention was actually to be good cop. Right. Because oh, yeah. the, way, the way that she criticized us was, yes, she was like, they're next to the KKK. Right. Uh, they're not at that end of the spectrum. But um, but she attributed it to our own. She said that we had um, trauma and that we were uh, there was a lot of like built up trauma and anger or something that we were dealing with. And that and you could see it. Right. Um, and so much trauma on unsafe space, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, look, everyone's got. I know issues. everyone has trauma. I'm just everyone laughing. Issues, but no, you can't watch this show and go like. Right, that's that's <laughs> my point. And and we're not functioning in our trauma during the show most of the time. And when we are, you can tell because we go, "Oh, I shouldn't have." Oops, I got too emotional or whatever it was. Um, but I, she, she's got an incentive. Keep in mind what she does for a living. She's she wants people to pay her to overcome trauma. So. Part of the setup for this for her is this idea that teaching you to see trauma in yourself and everyone that like everything is about trauma and you should be traumatized by everything. She wants you to be traumatized by everything so that you have to go, you got to run to mommy and pay money because only mommy can fix your, your issues, right? <laughs> only yeah. mommy April Harder can fix your issues. She's, you've got to have trauma. You can't have, I'd like, there's no way, there's no null hypothesis with her. You could never convince her that uh, actually I'm comfortable with myself and this isn't a trauma reaction. There's no, well, there's, and there's no, no there's hypothesis no, ever because she no, wants it to be trauma. Right, and there's no need to convince her anyway. I have, I have to go, but I have to say one quick thing. Lindsay Peterson says, if I were stuck on a deserted island, I'd want it to be with the people that watch Unsafe Space. 
so many smart, humorous, and decent people. I couldn't agree more. I really love our commenters. You guys crack me up. And uh, and in book club, if you're new, we do video book club where um, we so far I think like the most we've had is eleven, maybe eleven people, nine to eleven people show up and do the video chat with us. And like that, yeah. I've never been in such a, a book club before with so many brilliant, insightful, funny people. I really enjoy it. So I enjoy you guys. I, uh, I second that. Enjoy it as well. Um. Boston Mama. So, by the way, I don't. I want to address this, Carrie, but I don't want to keep you if you if you have to go. Do you have to go? Well, I, I could get. I could. I could spend you, five more minutes. Yeah, Carrie can stay. <laughs> tell her everyone in chat. Tell Carrie to stay. Um, Boston Mama says she kept saying white people don't know what they don't know. Right. So this is the. We don't know how traumatized we are. So that that was that was her. That was for what. That's what I'm calling her being trying to be the the good cop trying to be nice like oh they're not they're not evil they just they're just ignorant right and her she said a couple times i think hey again, we, 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 like i'm i'm fighting ignorance that's her argument they just but don't again, know but again she's a racist yes. white white people don't know what they don't know it, lady people don't know what they don't know people <laughs> like she you, I feel like we're almost spending too much time on her and we should move on. I think we are. But, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's more, it's more time than, than it deserves because there wasn't, I, I actually got excited when I saw that somebody had posted something critical and I listened because I thought, okay, we're going to get some good pushback. And there wasn't, it was empty that she didn't have anything to say about what we said. She, it's almost like she didn't mention anything that we said, at least not in the first 10 minutes. So Okay, I, it's more it's more than she even deserved this amount of time. But there, I did my rant. It was a good rant. Uh, uh, says, uh, one thing we didn't touch on, the Joker. Have you noticed that some SJW critics were typically not willing to accept the message, quote, we should be nice to those in mental illness? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't. Would you, did you think that was part of it, Carter? Part of the message of the movie? No, that SJW's... Uh, don't like the idea that we should learn to empathize with someone who has mental illness. Well, they definitely did, right? They, they, we should, and, but I think if he were black, they wouldn't have had that, but they, they were more specific. I think the SJWs don't want us empathizing with white uh, mental illness people, but not like, I think it was that he was a white male and they didn't want to, his, his mental illness, we shouldn't empathize with. Um, I, I'm not sure, but uh, it was weird because um, on the one hand, they are the crowd that puts their mental illnesses in their Twitter profiles. On the other hand, uh, we're not supposed to explore this person's mental illness at all. So, yeah. I don't know. What else? Anything else we need to talk about before Carrie runs, guys? I'm enjoying this. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess have a good day at work, Carrie. There, oh, well, there's one other thing I want to talk about, but you probably don't care about it. Do you want to stay for it? Is it about money or taxes? Kind of. Yeah. Or China? It's a little bit about money. <laughs> okay. Slightly. Or basketball. <laughs> it's not about basketball. I'm not making that mistake again, by the way. I don't even like basketball. Carrie didn't like basketball. I didn't like yesterday's episode. I put it up anyway because I was like, no. <laughs> it was bad. I was like, eh. And I don't think you guys like yesterday's you episode. You guys don't need to watch yesterday's episode. Yeah. 
confetti in it. The confetti. But you know what? It's because we, we were saving it all for deeper ground. <laughs> yeah, and actually I didn't have much time to prepare. I was busy like lighting candles to have candlelight breakfast and figuring out how to like deal with no power. And it just, it, we didn't prep. I didn't prep well, at least I'll say. And uh, the topic wasn't really interesting to me. And when it's not interesting to me or Carrie, it's probably <laughs> But. Laura says that she learns some things. Well, good. I'm glad. Right. I, I'll, I'll, I, I wake up when I, when I do these, I have to, I'm like, okay, I have to be present and bring my A game and not, and I did not bring my A game to that coffee. So I neither one of us did. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, oh, well. Uh, also, by the way, I was borrowing someone's house in the room next to me. The person was sleeping. So I was like, I don't know. It totally affected me. I'm like, are they, can they hear what I'm saying? Should I be careful? Should I be quiet? Like, I don't know. Um, the money thing I want to talk about isn't a, it's, it's not directly money. Uh, oh, I want to talk about something fun. Cause you, no, it sounds like you're, you're going to stay. We talk about what I you want stay for five minutes. It sounds like you're queuing up to say, talk about something boring. So let's talk it's about something. Fun. Boring, but... Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's boring. <laughs> so here, listen, and I may be jumping the gun and you maybe don't want me to say this on a live video, but just, I'm excited. And I just want to see what people say in the chat. We were talking about, and I talked about this with Laura, um, maybe sometime next year. So people, we have a long time to plan and prepare doing an unsafe space retreat, like a, like a getaway. And we could do just like a meetup in real life and have almost like the civility dinners that I do. We're just coming together we have dinner. It's not really about seminar. It's not like a seminar or like a conference, but more of just like. It's like it, a desert island. On a desert island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. people would, if you had enough time in advance and could prepare and plan and save money to come out, um, it, would people be interested in doing that? And so. would probably want to go to Texas because uh, California, we can't in good conscience give them any revenue. And, uh, and Carrie's in Texas and Austin's kind of cool. She's outside of Austin. So there's stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, and we could actually go, we could probably like, I mean, this is what, who knows, but it's just me brainstorming, but there are ranch. We could rent like a ranch. And I think it should come by the way. AZ says I have kids. I would bring my daughter probably. So cool. Okay. Although, people- I don't know. Would we feel good about that? What if kids are vulnerable because people find out who they are? I would have to think about that. I don't have a problem bringing kids. I just, Need to think now, but people say they would do it. Well, I think picking Texas is like Texas is in the middle of the country, so right people. It's probably convenient for more convenient than having for some people having to go all the way across the, to the other side. And also, I'm biased because I live here. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I'll bring yeah. my knitting. Boston Mama says, "Good, we can have a knitting circle." <laughs> Oh, speaking of knitting, uh, I think it's November 10th. Uh, if, if you are interested in ha- like accompanying Maria to Yarn Revolution, please reach out to her. If you don't know how to reach out to her, reach out to us at speak at unsafespace.com. Um, we're not really coordinating it with her because I, we can't make it up there. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to help out Maria by going with her. Uh, let her know because she's down possibly if enough people say they want to go um okay i'm gonna go now you guys it is the first day of fall here officially like it is rainy and cold and 
beautiful. And I'm because it, the, the su summer lasts way too long in Texas and I've been waiting for it to break and it just broke and today's gorgeous. And so I'm going to go enjoy myself a little bit before work. Hey, Maria. Maria's here. She's just oh, catching hi. the end. I just hi. told people to bug you. So sorry. Hi, um, Maria. We were talking about how um, you we, we're all in the KKK. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should I'm rewind. Sorry. Yeah. It turns out you're a clans person. We didn't know. <laughs> We didn't know. Uh, we didn't. We had no idea you were in the clan. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, okay. All right. Bye, Bye guys. The one last thing I want to talk about is not a big deal, uh, and I feel like I've uh, hyped it too much. But I've I saw this going around Twitter, and um, I just want to bring it up because I I see this a lot, and I don't remember who. There's someone who. There's a quote, this is someone said this, and I don't, I couldn't find who originally said this. Um, but a lot of people, especially on the left, I, I ran into this when I was looking at the Extinction Rebellion people and all of that stuff, and actually watching the Democratic debates and stuff. Um, there's people that are like, like, what are the reasons for poverty? What are the, what's the causes behind poverty? Why do we have poverty? Why is there so much poverty? Blah, blah, blah. And um, again, I don't remember who said this quote, but the the answer to that question is, it, really, that's a false question. The question really isn't, why does poverty exist, but why does wealth exist? And someone said that that's smarter than me. I don't remember who said that. But um, I just, it's important as we think about saving Western civilization and as, as people are debating, like, we should do this, we should do that, and you've got the eco-terrorists and you got um, the left wanting basically Marxism. The question to the thing to realize is that in nature, poverty is our natural state. Poverty is is natural. And naturally, you're you know born in the woods, probably die an early death, get eaten by something, starve, have no clothes or shelter or anything. That's that's our natural state. That's that's how humans are. Humans are poor by nature. The question to ask is, why the hell are we sitting? Why am I sitting in a room with like electric lights sometimes? Uh, and computers and all this stuff and with clothes and food in the fridge and why why does why does wealth exist that's the question and when you ask that question you end up i think if you ask it honestly and repeatedly you end up with a very different conclusion uh philosophically and politically than the leftists out there who are arguing like we need to solve poverty we need to do this we need to do that the question isn't why is there poverty? It's why is there not poverty anywhere? Why are why are why isn't it all of us are poor? Uh, and that's it. It's not the answer is not slavery. Um, slavery existed forever while we were all poor. There was slavery. That's not what makes the U.S. unique. It's not that there was slavery at the beginning. Something's different about Western civilization, and that's a question I encourage you to think about. Even in China, something changed about China. Why did China? Why are there a lot of people that have been pulled out of poverty in China? Something changed. Something changed. Poverty is natural. Something was different. And that's a question you should be asking, not why are, why are people poor? Um, and if you frame it that way, I think you'll come to different political and philosophical conclusions than most of the people in mainstream. That's all I wanted to say. Wasn't that long. Um, uh, let's see, we got anything else here? Not much. Um, if the left could understand economics, they wouldn't be leftists. Yeah, although I think I think um, when people say economics, I think a lot of people like Carrie's eyes glaze over when we say economics because 
people view economics as like, they view money as detached from reality. They don't understand really what it, what it signifies, like what it actually is um, fundamentally. And it seems disconnected from how we live and, and the quality of our life and everything else. It just kind of seems, economics seems like they think of charts and figures and math and that seems boring to them. Um, but yeah, economics is, um, is important because if you have good economics, you're aligning your, yourself with the reality of nature. And if you have bad economics, you're living in a fantasy world, creating bubbles and, uh, those bubbles burst and then you blame the wrong side. I mean, look at how many people blamed, uh, they blame capitalism, you know, when a, when there's a financial crisis, when the government overregulates an industry and causes a financial crisis through its monetary policy and regulation, well, what does the, what does the left do when that financial crisis hits? They blame capitalism because um, they don't understand economics. So anyway, yes, I agree. If more people understood our monetary system, uh, there would be a revolutionary revolution tomorrow. That's one of the things I miss about um, Ron Paul, even though he never really went anywhere except for uh, as a congressman. Uh, he was the guy on stage all the time that would talk about ending the Fed and bring up the Fed. But <sighs> Oh, well, you blame me arm for being poor. I think it's the, uh, it's the, the neo-Nazis in the, in the knitting community that are, are causing poverty. So yeah, that's the clear blame. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. That was all I wanted to, to add a small thing. We will be back on Monday and have a great weekend. And don't forget, oh, book club. Carrie didn't mention book club, but she usually does. I usually rely on her to mention book club. Let me even look up the day. Uh, I have it on my calendar. Sorry for a sec. Book club is, I think, November 17th. I think it's 5 uh, p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So join us. The book we're doing is Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianis, I think. So have a good weekend, everyone. Take care. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.